0: I said I'd say something about tokenization because it occurred to me that if you've never actually seen a number of the computer algorithm produces them, a natural assumption I think would be to say, well let's take however many words there are in a typical English vocabulary, no matter how many tens or hundreds of thousands that might be. And let's simply assign each of those words a number, starting from one or naught, depending on how you have what you, your preferences are. And then just keep going until we get to the end and have an enormous number, which we might sort according to frequency in some way. And then our tokenization will simply involve using these numbers in the way that we've talked about to calculate their embeddings and their encodings and the angles between the embedding vectors in order to test for suitability and all sorts of other things but that's not usually how tokenization operates and it occurred to me that one way to see this would be as follows It's a long time since I've done a jigsaw, but they are very popular and they take up quite a lot of people's time, quite a lot of the time. And most ordinary jigsaws consist of a picture which has been cut up by some sort of template to produce pieces which have edges and corners, which are what most people like to start with because they're easy to find. And then a whole heap of other shapes in the middle. And the shapes in the middle fit together, guided usually by the picture, which is on the box, and gradually we reconstruct the picture that was cut up in the first place. Quite why anybody wants to do this is entirely mystery, mysterious to me but people do enjoy it. Now I'd like to suggest the following. Suppose that our jigsaw has all its pieces exactly the same shape with no indentations, no protrusions, no cavities, so that the pieces just abut. They join one another, but not in such a way that you can tell in any sense from the pieces what the appropriate pattern is. You can then fit the jigsaw together pretty well, any way you like. The only constraint being that you'll look at it and say, well, that doesn't look right, because the picture will be wrong. But that picture will be extrinsic to the way you've done the puzzle. In other words, there's nothing in the puzzle to dictate how you should fit the picture up or fit it together. So the picture is extrinsic and the picture and the pieces can be put together anywhere you like. Now if we did what I originally suggested with our tokens, that's pretty much where we would be. We wouldn't be in any sense building the structure of the language into the way we tokenize because we could put words together just like our identical shapes, pieces of the jigsaw. In practice, as you know, Jigsaws have two kinds of help. One of them is the pieces that fit, although some of them can seem to fit, but don't really. And sometimes they fit in more than one place. But you have the pieces that fit together, and you have the picture that they are intended to reconstruct. And between them, you can make the jigsaw up into whatever it is it started as. Now that means that in that case, I'm afraid I don't know enough about jigsaws to know to what extent the bobbles and holes are in fact unique, so that there is really only one way of fitting it together. I suspect not. I suspect a lot of the shapes are compatible with one another, but not with every one another. I'm not sure. Maybe it depends on the expensive, the cost of the jigsaw. You can see that in the case where those were unique, you could fit the jigsaw together even if there were no picture, and of course there are perverse souls who like doing jigsaws even if there are no pictures. Are no picture. And we've got some white rectangles for no better reason than because it's difficult. Well, each to his own. But let's suppose that we've got a jigsaw now, and we are not going to refer to the picture because we know that the pieces only fit together one way. Then we have the intrinsic structure of the picture built into the jigsaw pieces, and our tokens, although they aren't as unique as that, our tokens, therefore, if they follow a similar pattern, of having what I suppose we call valences, like the bumps on jigsaw puzzles and the holes in other neighbouring pieces, If they have valences that they can connect some way in some places and not in others, then the tokens do embody some measure of the intrinsic structure of a language. I'm going to give you an example. If we took a token that was five characters long, let's say, ly space sh SL, LY space SL, then that could fit into a great many sentences, such as she so she picked up a knife and quickly slashed the potato in half. The LY space SL fits in there. But there are clearly cases where the S, the L Y space SL will not fit. Not at least if you follow rules about the words that are legitimate in the English language. So the intrinsic embodying, the encapsulation of elements of English in a slightly unnatural tokenization may serve to assist in the generation of legitimate sentences where if we simply sliced on words, we would end up with something that didn't. There was nothing there to indicate what could fit where. And of course, the other thing about that is that some words are very long, and tokens by and large don't like long words. They like words of four or five characters. That's about the average length. And so they always, when words get longer, will slice them up in, perhaps, unexpected ways. So when our embedding creates an enormous vector, 768, or perhaps 1,536, or whatever it might be, numbers long, the numbers that it will form will be not the direct representation of the tokens for the prompt and its predecessors they will be some sort of algorithmically derived extraction of all or as much of the meaning of the previous section of the conversation as it can possibly manage. And so the embedding will do more than simply reflect the prompt, to reflect the prompt what went before the prompt, the neural net that has been used to calculate the probabilities of each outcome in context, and it will also, to some extent, because of the way the language is structured, embody some elements that we might think of as semantic or meaning, and therefore altogether this vector will be a representation of a sentence or a conversation, or perhaps something considerably longer. Well, I hope you like the jigsaw analogy. I was rather touch- to me, and uh, I'll leave it there for now. Thank you for listening.